0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 547, recorded live on Saturday, February 10th, 2018. And here are your hosts. The man whose car is currently on Earth in his garage, Dave Pellet. Hey! The man whose new car is currently on Earth in his driveway, Andy Hi.
1: Yay! New cars!
0: I was debating, you know, what I wanted to get, but then uh, Kate has a Subaru Outback, and now I also have a Subaru Outback. Okay. I was debating, you know, because you always always see those families that they have, like, the same exact car for everybody. I'm like, do I I really want to be that family? Evidently, yes. Yes. Well, you know, I was thinking about them, like, you know, we already, you know, I like driving her car. It's got everything that I was looking for in a vehicle, because it's got all-wheel drive, it's got plenty of storage. You know, it's got the the Bluetooth capabilities with the phone and all that jazz. And, you know, I know the, the car seat for the kid works out on it, no problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and I, I've i driven hers things across state a couple of times. So I know, you know, I'm comfortable driving it. So, you know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted in a vehicle and it checked all the boxes. And I'm just like, well, I guess I'll get one
1: as well. Yep. So you are now a dual Subaru family. Yes. The good yeah, part is, though, is
0: mine is a keyless start. Hers is still has a key for it, so there's no way we can actually confuse the keys.
1: Because yours doesn't have a key. Yeah, it just has that. I mean, that. it does, but it's, it's not one that you need.
0: No, it's just that fob thing, so that way, you know... Because that was part of my thing. There was like, man, if we both get a Subaru, how many times am I going to accidentally try and start
1: my car with her key? Well, what I'm going to laugh is when you have to go take her car and you go to press the keyless start button.
0: <laughs> and I try and press the, the ignition thing.
1: You laugh, Andy. Yeah. I guarantee
0: it will happen. I just keep on forgetting to press the brake before I hit the keyless start button. Uh that you get used to that pretty quickly. Yeah. Cuz it's been a couple of times so far, you know, the three times I've started it. Every single time I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got to push the brake in and then hit the button."
1: I mean, don't you do that with a a key? Yeah, you entry do that with anyway? a normal car, yeah. Yeah. So what the heck? Like you just you forget? <laughs> Well, it's,
0: you know, with the key, you got to turn it. It's when you put the brake down and turn the thing. So that right. that's all in my muscle memory. You know, if I put but, the key in there, my foot automatically oh, puts the brake when I turn it.
1: See, the, the muscle memory for me is to just always press down the brake when I get into the car. Ah. It has nothing to do with when I insert the key or turn the key. Or It's, it's just like you get in the car, you put your foot on the brake.
0: No, mine's all about the uh, the, the turning motion of the right hand.
1: Okay, time to change that
0: yep so now I just gotta gotta make sure every time i yeah put put the brake down and hit the button
1: Well, congratulations on your new car, thank you evidently Elon needs a new car too
0: <laughs> yeah no my uh my favorite um my favorite uh comic I saw of the the SpaceX thing there was Elon Musk leaving SpaceX, and he's like, oh, yep, another successful day done time to go home and it gets out a key fob and then it shows a picture of an empty parking lot. <laughs> and it just shows a picture of Elon Musk looking up, going, "Oh yeah, shit." <laughs> so yes, the it's not on the it's not actually on our list, really. Nope. Um, but yeah, no, the SpaceX Falcon Heavy launch was a success. Yay! Which you know I was kind of annoyed because I was I set up my Tuesday so that you know I would be.
1: Oh, and it was delayed. Yeah,
0: I would be, you know, at there at like one thirty, and they're sitting there going like, you know, oh, you know, launch is going to get delayed. And I'm sitting there going like, damn it, you know, I don't want to sit around because I was up in Lansing that day. I'm like, I don't want to sit around for two hours. So I was trying to, to like,
1: see if it launches,
0: yeah, I was trying to beat it home, and I missed it by like twenty minutes. I got home right at like four o'clock. Oh no! So I, yeah, I missed all the fun. But luckily, you know, then I was able to just, you know, restream the YouTube later in the day. Yep. Watched it then.
1: I got to watch the whole thing because I was homesick. Oh, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yay. No, no. I not mean, yay. I got to watch it. That was awesome. Uh, but I spent 36 hours in about 40 square feet. Yeah, probably actually significantly less than 40 square feet. I should go measure my bathroom sometime.
0: Well, yeah, eight by five is 40 square feet. That's the size of our upstairs bathroom. That's a tiny bathroom.
1: Right. But that's also not including, like, the bathtub and the shower and the toilet. Oh,
0: mine's mine's that whole wall. Wall to wall is eight
1: by five. I'm saying my bathroom is significantly bigger than that. Oh. But the floor space is probably less.
0: Oh, I'm saying my actual bathroom is that. Plus, you know, the toilet and the sink and the shower. So, yeah, if you want to talk about a tiny bathroom, let me go measure mine with floor space wise and I can beat you, I guess. I I guess. I
1: don't know. I don't but think there's I really spent, a winner in this. No, I spent two days on the floor of that bathroom, mine, oh. not yours. And it, it just was not a pleasant experience. No,
0: that that that's yeah. It's just like the time that I think I might have gotten the swine flu pe- coming back from PAX that one time.
1: You 100 percent had the swine flu. Yeah. It's not a think you you had the swine flu.
0: That was that was not a pleasant
1: experience. <laughs> nope, neither was this. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, the but flu season. I was, did. Was it the flu? It was not the flu. Uh, oh, okay. There was nothing else that was flu like. It was. I'm pretty sure I ate something I wasn't supposed to eat. Oh, yeah, that's. I lost not four good. pounds in one day.
0: That's not. I I remember <laughs> those days when we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Ooh, that's not good.
1: So that was exciting. (laughs) That was the start of my week. That was Sunday morning at like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, I really don't feel well. This is not going to go well.
0: Really, NBC Sports, that's what you're trying to alert me to? Curling?
1: No, it can't be.
0: No, no. The actual... alert is that NBC Sports wants me to know that every curling stone that's been used in Olympic competition has come from this tiny island,
1: which you already knew.
0: I already knew that. Yes. Thank you.
1: Where is the tiny island
0: off of Scotland? It's now currently a bird sanctuary. So they're not actually allowed to do any new drilling at the quarry. Oh, no. So they I think it's like once every 10 years they're allowed to travel to the island and literally just pick up whatever stones have fallen
1: off. And use those. Okay. And then shape them and, and grind and, them down. Yep. Shape them, them, grind
0: them down, get the handles on them and everything. But yeah, no, there's there's one place off the coast of Scotland. There's a, hopefully a second one that they're going to approve that's uh, in Canada that they can actually uh, drill on. <clears throat> Because, yeah, that's that's the one problem with curling actually, you know, gaining popularity now is the fact that, you know, there's only a finite number of stones out there right now. And the the amount of stones that we're able to get is not going to increase.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's always a finite number of stones out there. Yes. It's just a really big number.
0: Yes. But, you know, this one specific quarry for this one specific type of granite, we're not able to do any new digging at. It, yeah, I, I found that it hilarious. It's like, oh, yeah, we get to go back like once every 10 years and literally just pick up whatever stones we can find. Would you want to go on that? On that thing to get the new granite? I don't know.
1: Yeah. If someone said, hey, Andy, come with us and pick some curling stones.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That would be, you know, that'd be interesting because, you know, that is that is like <laughs> the, you know, every single curling stone that I have ever held has come from that location. I have I don't know. Would be kind of emotional. Did you, oh, did you get emotional during the uh,
1: during the the test flight? Yes, I did as yes, well. I, did. I was kind of surprised at that. I at one point, my voice just about broke. <laughs> I don't know why. I have I don't know zero why either, buy-in but, on know, this.
0: Watching right? watching like, the things you know launch, and it's just like, oh my gosh, and then like now i'm getting emotional again why am i getting emotional about a freaking test flight
1: not a test flight but a test flight for a private company yeah i don't know man i don't know but yeah it's definitely a thing i think it's because like well for the the shuttles were already running when you and i were born yes so we didn't get to see the first shuttle launch We certainly didn't get to see the first, like, Saturn V launch back in the 60s.
0: Yeah.
1: We didn't see the space race, but we grew up with it, right? Like, you and I, we were nerds. Mm -hmm. Space flight was the shit. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first one where we actually got to see, like, this development, this change, this paradigm shift.
0: Yeah, from the Falcon 1 all the way up to this, it's just... Crazy, so crazy. That and SpaceX knows how to put on a show. Because I mean, that, that the the picture of when the fairing got blown off the, the the Tesla Roadster, and you hear David Bowie playing in the background, and that shot right there—it's like, oh, you know how to pull at the heartstrings.
1: Yeah, that that was pretty, actually, pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, and then you know, five minutes later, when the two side boosters simultaneously land, I I literally. You know, Kate was watching it too. I'm looking at. i like, now they're just showing off.
1: <laughs> now they're just. Turns out it wasn't. Sho- it wasn't actually simultaneous. If you well, know, if you look yes, at some different angles. But it was pretty. She was dang, damn close. Yes. For for two fully automated rocket returns, like holy shit. I haven't watched it with sound yet. The the returns, but evidently they were going faster than the speed of sound right up until like the end.
0: Yeah. I posted a link in one of our chats that actually another guy was recording from Florida, and you could actually hear the sonic booms. Jeez. Yeah. Now, I do have to say the icing on the cake did not happen because the central core... um, Was lost. Was lost, yeah. Only one of the three uh, retro rockets fired, so it uh, it hit the ocean at 300 miles an hour.
1: So it did not survive. No, no, it did not. Right? 300 miles an hour into water? Yeah. How many pieces did that rocket smash into?
0: I don't know. T- nobody's actually posted pictures of that yet. But yeah, no, that, uh, that one didn't work. That was like the icing on the cake, if that one would have been on the drone trip. but
1: Oh, it would have been a perfect launch. Yeah. And so now there is a Tesla Roadster mm-hmm. with a Tesla spacesuit flying in orbit around the sun, where the inner part of the orbit, is it's an ellipse, and so the inner part is the Earth orbit, and the outer part is the Mars orbit.
0: Which, it it's actually overshot
1: Mars. So it'll go past Mars and come back? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the
0: car is now in an orbit that takes it between 0.99 and 1.7 astronomical units um, on its course.
1: So just a little bit inside Earth orbit. And a little, and outside, a little outside of Mars. Mars Mars is
0: at 1.5 astronomical units.
1: Damn. I assume that was intentional.
0: That it wasn't a
1: mistake. Like, oh, we've burned it too long. I don't know.
0: Well, they were doing a lot of stuff there
1: specifically for the
0: the Air Force, actually, because they actually sat it in the uh, Van Allen belts. For like six hours or something like that yeah just so they could show them that, like yeah you know you wouldn't normally do that but they wanted to show them that yes you know we've got equipment that can handle the intense magnetic and you know solar radiation so
1: and then still continue to fire yep what a test flight and best part is like, Tesla got a shit ton of advertising out of this. Well, of course, yeah. Right? The fact that he put his Tesla as the payload, Tesla got a ton of advertising, which essentially for them is free. Because they didn't have to pay for any of it.
0: No, not at all. And in case you're wondering now, the, uh, because, the, the, yeah, because the, the Tesla is now in space, it is now considered a celestial object by NASA.
1: Nice. So it's I mean it's it's another asteroid at this point, right? Yep. God damn Elon Musk. Good for him. Good for
0: him. I'm trying to think of what the official celestial body name is. Is it I think it's yeah, uh one four three two O five How do they What's the prefix for it though? God, I can't spell Celestial. Oh, you're not going to give me the... Mm, whatever. But yes, no, it is an official Celestial body, according to NASA now. So, yeah, that's, uh, that, w- that was pretty exciting. And then now we have to go back to just the
1: normal Falcon 9 launches. It has no prefix. It is literally uh, dash 143205. Okay. And you can go to the NASA JPL website mm-hmm. and search for that object... And it should tell you, like, where you can see it.
0: Which you probably won't be able to see it much, though. Because if I remember correctly, like, the the nearest orbits, I think it gets to, like, 20 million miles is the closest orbit to Mars right now. And, like, 42 million miles
1: is the closest orbit to Earth. Well, the thing is, at least while it's near Earth, uh, it's really shiny. (laughs) That is true. So it's really bright. Uh, and in fact, several observatories caught it on their telescopes. Nice. It's just a dot. Like, there is, you can't see the car, but you definitely see the dot. So, yeah, I I watched it. I talked to my dad, who also watched it. I asked him a little bit about, like, you know, what was it like watching this versus watching the Saturn Fives? Was it a similar feeling? I may have gone to SpaceX's website and looked at their jobs page. <laughs> the only thing I could think I, I might qualify for is they want a database administrator. Unfortunately, it's for one of their data centers in L.A. Oh, yeah, nope. So I'm like, I'd rather not live in L.A. So, yeah, that's, that's about it. Just that was the big news from the week, right? Just, you know, the
0: same week that the Olympics are going on. The big news was, you know, space
1: launched a car into space. Yep. The Olympics are going on this week. Um, There was a really impressive opening ceremony with drones
0: Yes, the the same drones that were used at the um, Super Bowl to do that, were, the American or the
1: Lady Gaga halftime show. There were drones that there was a Lady Gaga halftime show. You mean last, last year? Last year, yes.
0: Okay, I'm like there this year was Justin Timberlake with the world's worst sound
1: engineer. <laughs> were Were you sitting there going like I could do a better job than doing? No, no,
0: because we were watching the Puppy Bowl instead.
1: Ah. Uh. But then how do you know how bad
0: the sound engineer was? Because I I watched videos of the halftime show later because everybody said how bad it was. I'm like, "Well, I got to I got to see it myself." Okay. So
1: then when you were watching it, were you thinking I could do a better job than this? Probably, yes.
0: So then going like, "This is the guy's like one job." <laughs> and then...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, is it the guy who normally does the sound for the the Vikings Ooh, um I don't know. probably stadium? No. I- mm. I don't know if they would
0: because Justin Timberlake's probably, you know, probably has his own sound guy. Yeah, probably. Maybe so the sound guy was not in, used
1: to in concert halls and then you get asked to do the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know, man. That stadium can't be an easy place to manage the sound for.
0: No. Yeah. And probably, you know, who is, you know, who is actually doing it versus, you know, who normally does it and everything else. So just just
1: putting out there, like how much stress, how difficult that could be. You could probably have done better, mm-hmm. but that maybe wasn't his best work, or maybe he got called in last minute. Maybe that wasn't supposed to be the guy who was doing it. Maybe just putting
0: it out there. So uh, as I hear a snowblower behind me, how's how's your snow doing?
1: Um, it's melting. That's that's how it's doing. I'm looking outside right now, and open that window oh that's bright that's bright (laughs) snow blindness Uh, yeah it's it's melting i found out by the way uh well we're we're still not quite on topics yet why you and kate kept going on about like why do you need to build a charger for your ring the ring is bright why do you need to build a charger for your ring um because we ordered more rings uh, just because they keep coming back with like, hey, try these rings and hey, try these rings. And so we ordered their new super loom. Oh, Jesus. Those are friggin bright. Um, the the tungsten ring that not tungsten, the titanium ring that I have mm-hmm. is nowhere near as bright as this. And so I think that's why I needed to build a charger is because mine just like doesn't charge the same as this. mm. So, yeah, this one, give it, like, 30 seconds in the sun and then bring it in and you can see it glow. Oh, yeah. Holy crap, can you see it glow?
0: Uh, speaking of snow, we could actually start going into topics now. I suppose we have to. Uh, we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. How um, Phil Harrison... Was moving to Google. Google. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what crap, if, really? What about? I picked
0: a I picked a web page that wants me to sign in for this topic. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm going to have to find a new topic, King, here. What did you do? Let me find another topic. Hold on. So, yeah, the uh, Project Yeti. Yes? Project Yeti is Google's str- subscription-based game streaming service.
1: Subscription-based game streaming service. Yeah.
0: So, Phil Harrison, you know, a little while ago, got a random position at Google, an un- unknown position at Google. and Just then, like, you hey, know, he's working
1: for Google now.
0: Yeah, then a couple weeks later, all of a sudden we get this report that, you know, there's going to be a uh, subscription-based Google streaming service, either over Google's Chromecast or a totally new Google-made gaming console.
1: I just want to uh, say, if they're doing their own gaming console, I called that.
0: Yeah, I... Mm. What? You know... What's the difference between, you know, Okay, so the Chromecast doesn't really like, you know, store anything locally on the Chromecast. This is all just, you know, it's just a pipe. Yeah, it's a pipe for the app. So it's like, okay. so, you know, if I want to stream, you know, stuff to my TV and then I get a Bluetooth, you know, controller. Yeah, I could do the same thing already.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've been able to do that, right? That was on live. That was game stream. That was tons of things nobody's got it to work so why does google think this is gonna work Mm, they are google like that's that's a thing um i don't know so phil harrison wants to or he's working with google they want to make a a streaming service but why do they think they can make money on it because no one else has no right no one has been able to do so yet
0: Yeah, PC World did an article. They're like, uh, most likely what will happen is that, you know, Google will release a lightweight Android TV box with some, some supplemental gaming features. There's a, The results will be underwhelming. Google's commitment to gaming will waver, and anyone who's skittish about investing in a game library that exists only on remote servers will wisely stay away. Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Yep. Yep. So why are they trying to do it? I don't know. I just don't know because they're trying to do it yeah
0: because like i said it's the stuff's already pretty much there it's like okay you get something that will just you know mirror your screen to the uh to the chromecast Mm -hmm. you get a bluetooth controller that connects to your phone
1: and boom bob's your uncle i think there's going to be more to it i'd hope so because if not this is kind of silly well because it's been tried so many times and it never works
0: and, is, you know, how often is Google going to throw money at it until it doesn't work? As often
1: as they need to, until it does. Because it is Google, right? hmm They can do whatever they want. They have the money.
0: I just... What, okay, so, Google does get a subscription service that goes to your TV.
1: Would you use it? Um, probably not. Yeah, no. Well, it depends. What games...
0: Okay, so every game that's currently available on Android. No.
1: God, no. Why would I care? I have my phone. Yeah,
0: I know. That's what I'm saying. There, like, the games that I, you know, play on there are, are built so just I can pick them up, play them, and then set them down again.
1: But no one said it was for just Android games. No. Remember what I was talking about last week with Steam? Mm-hmm. Which company has more money, Andy? Steam or Google?
0: Well, Google. Valve
1: or Google, rather. Right? <laughs> who Who has more money than Google? Apple true yeah maybe um but my my point is like what if it's not android games
0: what they're going to make their own product gaming
1: production company no god why would they do that well what do you what, i don't know where you're going with this what if it's xbox and playstation 4 games oh what if it's computer games
0: so we're not take we're not talking about like first party games First-party console games. We're talking, no. like, third-party console games where...
1: Right. That could be interesting. I mean, Microsoft wouldn't do it, right? They've got their own product out.
0: Yeah, but Microsoft right? doesn't make... They make some games for the Xbox, but a lot of the things are third-party games.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So that's that's just a, you know, a theory. Mm-hmm. That maybe possibly Google is actually looking at getting into the gaming industry, but not as a console. Certainly not as a developer, but as a distributor. What if they're going after Valve? Well, I do.
0: What if it's PC is, like, don't games? Don't so okay, and, so they've already got half the mobile market,
1: theoretically, yeah, roughly.
0: Yeah. So they know they're basically at market saturation for Android devices because it's always going to be Apple and Android devices.
1: Sort of. I mean, they don't ever want to just rest on their laurels on that.
0: No, no. But trying to, you know, tear iPhones out of people's hands, it's a hard thing to do.
1: (laughs) Are you kidding? It's an easy thing to do. You just let Apple do it.
0: Yeah. So you you got your fight there on the mobile platform, but it's not really going to be any more major swings. So yes, you keep doing the good fight, but you know, you do the good fight just to hold on to your theoretically 50% market share or whatever right. it actually is. I don't know off the top of my head, but you know, there's not much there left. So, okay. So you start looking at the other things. You got the Google home thing where you're trying to take on Amazon, you know, the, you got YouTube live to try and take on Twitch. Maybe they're thinking they can try and expand the Amazon apps or yeah, not the Amazon app store, the Google play store. Maybe, maybe it's possible. I don't know. Maybe. What else do we have? Uh, e 3 2018 info came out. Yay! Yeah, they're uh, they're making uh, industry only time on the show floor again. Yeah, but okay. they're still doing public tickets as well.
1: Okay. Uh, so any in- predictions for E three this year? It's not until like June, right? Yeah. Any predictions?
0: Nothing I can think of. But if you want to go to um, if you want to go to E three. The yeah. public tickets go on sale on Monday at noon.
1: Cool. First 1,000
0: passes will be $150, and then after the first 1,000, it will be
1: $250. Okay, so get there early. Early bird mm-hmm. special. Yep,
0: yeah, because then you'll be only able to enter at starting at 2 p.m. on Tuesday and noon on Wednesday, and then you'll be able to come in for the whole day at 9 a.m. on Thursday. Lame. which I think the show is only open until six. So the first day you get four hours. Yep. Second day you get six hours. And then the third day you actually get the whole time.
1: So you're better off like going to PAX. Yeah. Putting that one out there.
0: Um, what other video game news we have on there? Oh, PUBG bans.
1: Yeah. They got rid of a bunch of cheaters. They've
0: banned over 1 million players just in January. Well, when you have how many millions of people? 30 million players across PC and Xbox One.
1: So not too many. No. Right, yeah. like in, in the big grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, you, you look at that, it's like, oh, whoa, a million people ban, and then you look at, oh, that's one-thirtieth of their whole... <laughs> that's that's not a lot. God, yeah, 30 million people on there. So total bans now have uh, take the total up to... Over 2.5 million people have been banned from PUBG, which now I'm just wondering how big of a country is that by population size
1: of a million people or 30 million,
0: Uh, 2.5 million, 2.5 million, the 2.5 million puts you right around the 143rd largest country in the world.
1: So pretty far down the list.
0: Yeah. About the size of the entire population of Jamaica.
1: That's who's playing PUBG, not playing,
0: but who... Have been banned from PUBG (laughs) is the entire population of Jamaica. The entire population of PUBG puts you... Let's see, what did you say? 30 million. million? Uh, That puts you right around uh, 30 million, right around the same population as Malaysia. So 45th largest country in the world.
1: All right, that's a lot of people.
0: That is a lot of people, yeah. Canada. Canada only has 36 million people in it.
1: So not much. Uh, <laughs> it's really like the entire population of Canada has played PUBG. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's a lot. Hmm. Uh, any other gaming news while we're thinking about that? I don't think so. E3, PUBG. There's some There's some more Chromecast news.
0: Yes. Yes, there is, which means now I'm going to have to download this now.
1: Yay. This is about time. I've been waiting for this for years, literally years. I remember
0: when VLC 2.0 came out and I was like, oh my God, look at all the things that it can do.
1: Yeah. Well, VLC 3.0 is out. Nice. And it can do Chromecast. Very nice. Very nice. Oh my God. No more messing around, like trying to get videos to play in the browser so that you can Chromecast the web page and just far. Fire- ah. Yeah, forget then it. I
0: can remove video stream now from my, uh, Oh,
1: God, I can stuff. get rid of that. Oh, thank God.
0: Oh, music playback also worked li- reliably with all Chromecast-compatible devices, including Google Home.
1: Ooh. So is it time to start, like, moving my library to VLC?
0: Or just, you know, not having to worry about what's on my phone if I wanted to
1: stream the audio? Yep. Or, ah, I want, here's the problem. I still like iTunes for just organizing music.
0: Yes, and podcasts. Eh, I haven't, what what do you, I, my, I, you know, iTunes for me for podcasts still, you know, I haven't found anything better.
1: Right, that's fair. I wonder if we could make something better. The thing is, like, podcasts just, they, they, they really have just been going away. Like, that's my take on it, at least. Oh, because everybody's live streaming now? It's all about streaming. It's all about YouTube. It's all about, like, go and listen to this when you want it, not download it and then listen to it later. I don't know if I'd want to live stream our podcast. It would be so boring. Oh, my God, folks, it would just be awful. You'd, you would not enjoy. You would just sit there and be like, what are they going on about?
0: Plus, it would take you time and a half to listen to
1: it, approximately. Well, that's just all the, the silence. Yeah, like that. Yep, that's that's another example of that silence. Yep, uh, <laughs> which theoretically won't happen, but that's fun. Yeah, so I, as getting back then, as I was saying, the idea of, of iTunes and why I brought it up in the first place, I like how it organizes music. I like how I can make these smart playlists. But once it's in iTunes and you've handed control over to iTunes, like it's hard to move away from that. Except that nothing else works with iTunes.
0: Yeah, you have to download, like, apps and do works arounds and stuff in order to get other things to work with
1: iTunes, and it's just... I want to be able to listen to my iTunes music downstairs, on my Alexa. hmm I want to be able to stream my iTunes music and have it available wherever I want. Like, it's my music. But,
0: yeah, no, iTunes is, uh...
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so... <sighs> But, yeah, no, VLC3 is coming out, so I'm going to have to get that downloaded. Can it play nicely
1: with iTunes? I don't know. Maybe? Is there an extension? Like, can I... I have probably not. Almost certainly not. Too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but VLC3 is out, and it plays with Chromecast, so that's awesome. Uh, Foxconn. Yes, Foxconn, where all
0: the Apple products are made. Yeah. uh, Has said that they are going to... Cut 10,000 jobs from their workforce due to
1: da, da, automation. Da, da, due to what? Automation. Yeah. This is, by the way, reminding everyone as Wisconsin just paid out the ass and sold its citizenry out to Foxconn.
0: In order to so get that, a factory that, you know, was going to supposedly
1: bring in jobs. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, will bring in some jobs. I will admit that. But then this sort of shit's going to happen. Oh, 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 and Foxconn says now they're also going to build a U.S. headquarters in Milwaukee because there's this giant factory going in. So they're like, yeah, well, we wanted someplace, so we figured we'd build close by. So now uh, Scott Walker is trying to take the credit for that as well.
0: Yeah, so this is not, you know, um, this is just the uh, screen-making arm of Foxconn. Okay. So the uh, head of this group... uh, says that up to 75% of production will be fully automated by the end of this year. So 75% of the production is will be fully automated by the end of this year. So, you know, 50,000 people are, you know, 25% of that part of it. And it's just like, really, that's, uh, it's you, you can't stop progress. It's going to happen.
1: But I want to pretend like it's not.
0: Did you, uh, was it the Teamsters that said this or somebody else said that, you know, with all these self-driving semi-trucks, there's actually going to be more truckers and not less. What? Yeah. It, was it the Teamsters? I, it was maybe a, somebody said that, you know, oh, with all the automation going on here, there's actually going to be more truck drivers because they're going to be, uh, they're going to have to do all the local routes. Really? Yes, the automated, you know, trucks are gonna handle the long hauls, but you know, they're still gonna need truck drivers at, you know the last mile. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's that's a topic we don't have either. Uh what was it? Speaking of the last mile and delivery trucks, guess who's trying to enter into the uh the shipping and logistics?
0: Who's trying to get into shipping and logistics? I'm just going to throw a name out there. Amazon. Yep. Of course. Because, yeah, they have all their contractors now delivering
1: the packages in certain areas. It's called shipping with Amazon. And that could be huge, right? Yeah. Like that could be a major, major, major change to the industry.
0: Yes, because I hate to say it most of the time with the post office. We're delivering amazon packages it, yeah you know it's not ups delivering the amazon package ups
1: ups i i know but do you actually call them ups oh yeah i call them ups you call them ups does the post office workers call them ups yeah okay it's that's just what the post office workers call ups yeah oh ups UPS has that one yeah uh yeah
0: oh you know ups just had their drop off here we got to sort it okay
1: um like a, a lot of shipping is because of amazon yes So if Amazon says, well, forget that, let's just do our own shipping, that's a lot of money that is no longer in the industry. Nope. I mean, it is. It's just in Amazon's industry. It's Amazon's money then. But like as vertical monopolies go, that's a pretty impressive one.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Because, you know, I can buy the Amazon Basics branded items that are sold via the Amazon store. And now we'll be delivered by an Amazon
1: delivery guy? Yep. But it gets worse, right? It's not only that the UPS, the UPS, is losing Amazon as a customer, but gaining them as a competitor.
0: God, you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, the shipping options with Amazon. Will then just, be, you know, Amazon fast or Amazon slow.
1: What if Amazon Prime members got, like, cheaper shipping?
0: Well, it's currently the free two-day shipping. Right, but I mean to ship something. Oh,
1: if I wanted a mail package. Yeah. That's what I mean when I say gaining Amazon as a competitor.
0: I don't know about that because, specifically for one thing. um, Yeah. So uh, I had to uh, ship some of our equipment back to get repaired. Okay. And so I was shipping it via Ups because that was the easiest thing to do it. And there was a uh, lady at the store who wanted to ship something to India or something like that. Okay, It was a pretty small package, but, you know, she wanted it to get there in X amount of days. And it was going to cost her something like $54 to ship it or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you're shipping it to India. The employee literally told her, you should take this to the post office. It's going to get there quicker and it's going to be a whole lot cheaper. Good
1: for the employee.
0: Yeah. He, he, you know, he's like sitting there like, I could tell you it's going to cost us to do this and it's going to take longer. If you just take it to the post office, you know, it's going to get there a lot better. It's like just, it's one of those international shipping things there with sometimes post office just hands down has already got the infrastructure and the agreements and everything else. Yeah. So I don't know if Amazon will be able to compete with, you know, the flat rate boxes that we normally
1: use for things. But that's for the I mean that's competing with the post office and even UPS doesn't want to do that. Yeah. I'm talking about competing with UPS. I mm. You don't think they will? I don't know.
0: This is Amazon trying things out and Yeah. It, it could be granted you know there's been other people I've you know I read stories about people who talked about how we should disband the US Postal Service and just go with private contractors for mail delivery like some other countries
1: yeah I mean they're wrong but sure yeah so it's one of those Post things this like, okay, works great
0: yeah sometimes it works but most of the time no it does not work
1: it's a I it's a know. fantastic it's- model of how the private industry can compete with a public, Uh, organization like the post office.
0: I don't know. It's an interesting, well, I want to see how far this goes. I have a feeling as, you know, as soon as Amazon starts to do this, UPS is going to be like, nope, we're done. And then Amazon's going to be stuck holding a big bag
1: that they'll have to be, you know, willing to handle. Um, I'm sure the contract that UPS has with Amazon is going to prevent that from happening.
0: Oh, that UPS like says, you know, they, somebody probably thought, you know, Amazon was going to do it themselves. And so it's probably written to the contract that
1: UPS won't be able to get out of it. Right. Or just that there's such a huge penalty for canceling the contract. Mm. I can see that. Right. Because if you're Amazon, you aren't just like taking your packages from your warehouse to the UPS store. You have a negotiated contract with UPS about different rates, about different shipping times and the ways that this works. And in that contract is probably a penalty for what happens if you break the contract. Mm -hmm. And unless UPS was really forward-thinking, they probably did not include in the contract, Amazon can't enter the logistics industry. So someone is screwed.
0: Yes, someone is... uh, Hopefully it's not going to be us.
1: No, I, I don't think so in this case.
0: So speaking of... Uh, online ordering and physical stores and everything. Yeah, Best Buy has announced
1: <gasps> no more
0: CDs come July first. What are they going to do with all that space? Well, somebody actually d- went to the 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 New York Best Buy store to actually see you know how much of that space is currently covered by CDs, and they currently said like there was like one double sided rack that just said music A to Z.
1: Wow. So they've really been like cutting it back over time anyway.
0: Yeah. When was the last time you actually went into a Best Buy store? Uh, months ago. How much of it was covered with Apple products and Samsung products and LG products? Mm-hmm. Like the little mini stores that they have inside the store. The, the stores. stores in a store? Yeah.
1: Not much overall. Hmm. Like there, there was definitely an Apple store presence because they're selling Apple products. But no, nothing major. Like it wasn't half the store or something.
0: But not only is Best Buy you know, pulling the CDs, Target has said that um, music suppliers must pay to ship back unsold CDs from Target after uh, 60 days. So not only, you know, is Best Buy pulling CDs, Target's like, you know, any CDs you sell, you give us, if you might not need sold to buy within, back. you know, 60 days, you are going to have to basically, you know, purchase them back.
1: Yeah. That's crazy talk. Yeah, I know. CDs. I wonder Shit. if like cassettes went through a similar thing when when they were new. Yeah, that's true. I remember when, you know, the, or when when CDs came out, did cassettes go through a similar thing? I don't know. I still remember,
0: you know, the the, uh, security plastic things for the cassettes.
1: The security plastic things.
0: Yeah, Tower Records. Yeah, that that shows. (laughs) Wow, Tower Records. Oh, I'm feeling old now. Old Man Andy.
1: Mm -hmm. Watch out, folks.
0: Old Man Andy. Get off my lawn.
1: I think I prefer Old Man Andy to Old Man Dave. Old Man Dave is just depressed. (laughs)
0: Oh, we missed something that we actually could have done that with the automated driving stuff. Go for it. Uh, Waymo and Uber had that court battle.
1: And the result is? Uh, they settled out of court. Oh, This was about intellectual property.
0: Yeah, because, you know, technically, was it uh, Uber was
1: suing Waymo for... Industrial espionage?
0: Yeah. Or no, was Waymo... Su- Somebody was suing the other one because of, you know basically somebody took the data from one and went to the other and you know yeah
1: trade secrets and industrial espionage
0: Yep, it was a two hundred and forty-four million dollars settlement, um, which actually was just a zero point three four percent equity share of Uber. So it wasn't any actual money, but you know, point three four percent of a share of you know of a share in Uber is two hundred and forty-four million. So yeah, Uber agreed to ensure that none of Waymo's confidential information will end up in hardware or software produced by Uber's self-driving division.
1: Cool. So nothing happened. Yeah, no, there was a big like, thing saying,
0: oh, you did this. Both you know, companies we were at
1: each other's throats, and then nothing actually happened. You
0: know, it was what, like four days into the actual trial, and then, um, yeah, after Thursday's fourth day of the trial, settlement talks resumed, and then on Friday morning, they settled the lawsuit out of court. Woo! So I feel like this was like a big game of chicken. And then I'm guessing neither one of them actually wanted to go to the courts. (laughs) And then there's like, oh, shoot.
1: Like, I guess we got to settle this.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, you know, everything's going to be made public in the court. Yeah.
1: No, no. People will actually see all the crap that we do. Yeah. God damn it, companies. Stop it. Stop it. Um. (laughs) Not a whole lot more. Facebook is,
0: uh last one here we should probably start hitting the random soon but sure. facebook is testing a dislike button but they're not calling it a dislike
1: button okay what are they it calling it it is a downvote button a downvote button yeah so reddit right <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> The Facebook spokesperson
0: said, we are not testing a dislike button. We are exploring a feature for people to give us feedback about comments on public page posts. This is running for a small set of people in the U.S. only. So Reddit? The feature appears to give users the ability to downrank certain comments.
1: So dislike. Yeah. And Reddit. Yeah. I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the
0: Reddit founder and CEO tweeted, sincerest form of flattery, wish I had trademarked it and upvote when it came when we came up with it.
1: <laughs> I I don't doubt that. I d what Facebook, stop. Whatever happened to you, oh no, we'll never do a dislike button. I don't know. Yeah, I I got nothing on that. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I'm just sitting there going like so there's like buttons and there's downvote buttons. So yeah, it's Facebook is turning into Reddit where people are like, Oh, did you see this on Facebook? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I saw it three days ago on Reddit. On Reddit, yeah. Yeah. And now you it's know, it's
1: just goddamn Facebook.
0: <laughs> it's just turning into the, the uh second thing of you know reddit it's like oh i saw it on reddit first and then you know it got posted on by like board panda or was it like upvote.com that people always share or... and
1: then goes to facebook and then yeah so <laughs> i i mm, yum it's all i have to say is yum uh randoms sure let's hit those topics. Well, not topics. First is the review. Yes, it's your turn. View.
0: It is my week.
1: I would like to review escapology. Escapology. Escapology: the study of escaping. Sort of. Um, this is one of those escapology.
0: Room... What? Wouldn't that be how it's pronounced? Escapology. Escapology. Yeah. You know, I've never actually asked the guys how they actually pronounce the place. <laughs> But uh, this is one of those locked room places where you pay someone to actually
1: lock you into a room.
0: Well, you don't actually get locked into the room. That's the one thing they always told you is when you first start out, you know, the door is always unlocked because they don't want to, you know, in case of emergency, you know, you don't. (laughs) if there's a fire or something, I don't want to have to solve puzzles in order to not die. I mean, wouldn't that make it more intense? Yes, but not in a good way. (laughs) So, yes, the room is not actually locked. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's theoretically locked. Like, you know, you don't win unless you solve all the stuff there and exit the room. So, the idea, the idea is that you're locked in a room. There's some something, you know, happening. Like, some of them are like it's a murder mystery or, you know, you're in a... Uh, one of the ones there is you're in a lab and some, you know, virus got released and you have 60 minutes to try and get out there before the... Uh, decontamination process begins so they they all have different you know themes
1: and you know they're it's it's a
0: it's a puzzle room
1: you know it's it's right right it's an escape room it's a puzzle room so it's like finding a lot of things and well i okay so i uh we got to uh
0: i i did one with my new coworker as a team building exercise Uh uh-huh um and uh we kind of blew it out of the water (laughs) yeah (laughs) we solved it with uh 22 minutes remaining. Little little too easy? Which was funny. Okay, so first off, let me just state that this was the room that I had done with uh, Brian and Beth. So, uh, so you already had done it? Yes, but... Well, that's no fair. I purposely played dumb.
1: Okay, but you still knew what to do.
0: Yes, but I... He, you know, he... <laughs> I, there was a couple of times in there where, you know, unless you... I purposely, like, I knew what the answer was, but I purposely did stuff completely opposite of that you know most of the time like we found a bunch of things with morris code so i'm like okay let me start writing these down on the board Uh uh-huh so all i'm we found a box it's got morris code so i'm writing the morris code down on the whiteboard on there while he's doing other things and actually solving the puzzles so i'm just like you know there was one point where we actually got stuck and we had gotten stuck with beth and bry so i knew exactly you know if we asked because you can ask for a hint from these guys with by a little two-way radio and I mm-hmm. knew exactly what the hint was going to be, so I uh, it was actually there was a it was a hidden bookcase door, so I no joke pulled a Scooby Doo and leaned against the bookcase and had the door pop open. Yeah. <laughs> so you know I'm sitting there like we're looking at something. I know what the hint's going to be because it happened for us before. So I just. I just pretended to lean against the bookcase and then did the comical "Oh my god, I'm falling!" because the bookcase opened up for, to the hidden room. So you know, I, 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 I mm, what? Cheater! Cheater! I purposely, like I said, I purposely was just acting like I've set a hands for this guy. Cheater! you know i'm sitting there like looking at it going like well okay we got this thing here all right what do we do and i'm sitting there like trying to we're just you know i'm just he's bouncing ideas off of me and i'm purposely not telling him what the answer is nope you know if i knew what the answer was we would have been out of there in freaking 10 minutes tops yeah well actually a little bit longer because the room was set up differently than the previous room
1: why didn't you just do
0: like a whole new one because there was only two of us and so i didn't know how i didn't this was his first time so i didn't know how he was going to react under pressure
1: right but this wasn't real pressure you should have done a new one where you don't know the the like this isn't testing the the ability to work together this is just like hey look at the stuff that i already know and you don't let's see how quickly you can figure it out
0: that was also part of the thing there was like Cindy going like i i purposely acted like i didn't know what was going on
1: right But you should have just done one that you guys didn't know. Well, that's the problem with these locked rooms is there is once
0: you start doing one, you know, it's 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 like playing Pandemic Legacy. Like you play it once and then you're like, well, okay, you know, we're done with this one. Yeah. What do we do now? You play the next one. Well, yeah, I know that.
1: Well, but you... Ignore So that. at some
0: point, yes, we will probably try the next one. The the kicker, though, is these things are actually kind of expensive. Uh, during the weekday, this one has uh, $20 a person. During the weekend, it's 25 But why didn't you just... I,
1: I'm still at a loss as to why you didn't just do a new one. Where because you have gotten- he had
0: never done these before, so I didn't know how he was going to react. And so I don't want to burn one of my unknown, you know, experiences on one that you might fail yes lame. i wanted to make it easy i wanted him to be excited about lame. it i don't want him to you know come in the first time and be like these things suck
1: yeah lame
0: i'm sorry but i i can play dumb sometimes um, mm, mm,
1: mm, go, mm. i'm sorry se- i'm teeing that one up for you i, I'm I, literally I know putting i had that to one on the tongue. tongue on that one nope nope i'm not going not touching that <laughs> not going there I'm not getting baited into that one.
0: (laughs) Right. So we finished early and I had already planned, you know, an hour for this. Yeah. So, you know, we had time to kill and this was during the snowstorm yesterday. So, you know, there was nobody else there in the building. So we're chatting with the guy there and we're talking about because there's actually two other ones in Kalamazoo now. There's one that's already open. that has got two rooms and there's a new one that's opening next month that's got you know some other rooms there so we were discussing you know has he you know done other ones there and he talked about how they originally thought that they were going to do one on their own so they had done other mom and pop ones and they said it was kind of like just a weird game of hide and seek, where you know it was a lot of like hidden object things there. Where you had to find the key, where the where is the key hidden here? You know where's the you know where's the this written down here? Okay. And so they actually after thought it you know this is pretty hard to try and make these. So this Escapeology company based out of actually Florida, you know actually franchises all the puzzles there. So they actually make the puzzles interesting. So it's not just you know try and find the hidden key somewhere. It's actually like you know. There are puzzles there that have multiple levels. Okay. It's like, you know, there was one where it was a, uh, a dartboard, and then you had to figure out how to score the dartboard. And then you actually had to figure out what the heck these numbers were, and these numbers related to something else. And it's just, you know, it, it was a very multi-layered puzzle. So, you know, I'm kind of curious to try one of the other ones, especially the the new one that comes out because they're doing a soft opening where it's only $15 a person. Ooh. So that one actually wouldn't be too bad, you know. Have the two of us try it out for 30 bucks. That's that's a lot better than 20. Yeah, 25 a person. That one's just like, oh, 25 bucks for an hour of maybe entertainment?" <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh it's it's interesting. Oh, shoot. My bad. They actually now the new weekend pricing is thirty dollars a person. I used a coupon code with mine, but yeah, no. The locked room things are it's, it, it. This one is nice because, like I said, they you know the, these guys you know franchise it out to multiple locations, so you know could do one down in Orlando. We could do the one here. There's one coming to Traverse City. There's one coming to Chicago soon. So these guys, you know, are a lot better than the mom and pop ones, they actually seem complicated. Okay. The uh, the current top room in this one because the rooms that get more difficult. The room we did had a fifty percent success rate. The top room here has uh, a nine percent success rate. So that's I'm, not
1: a very high success rate.
0: No, that's why I'm actually like curious. You know, I want to
1: work our way up to that one. Okay, get used to know the kind he, of things that they ask you to do, hmm? and get used to the things that they ask you to do.
0: Yeah. So like I said, you know, if we go to some of the places that just, like, find the hidden objects, I'm like, well, that's not exciting. That's just, you know, us upending furniture. Ah. Yeah, no, escape rooms, they're fun if you like puzzles. You know, it's, it's an hour, so, you know.
1: Keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, it gets it gets, it gets gets stressful. But, yeah, no, there's uh somebody had actually, I found a Google Doc where somebody was actually keeping track of all of the uh, escape rooms across the United States. forgot where that doc was, but, yeah, no, it's a... Uh, it's a fun little thing. Like I said, it's it's kind of expensive, so, you know, do it as a one-off. And hopefully every buddy likes puzzles, and just remember that it's a stressful situation, so people will start yelling at each other. That's okay.
1: It's understood.
0: Yep. And I almost feel like, you know, some of these things here, this one there, has a group of, like, six. I think six people in that room, you know, would be, uh, would be... I think that would be a lot of people in that room. That would be almost like a, uh, would be too many people in that room.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know how big the room is. I've never been to one of these before.
0: Well, I, I don't know if there's anything in Madison that's got one.
1: There are escape rooms in Madison. It is not escapology, though.
0: No. Like I said, they're mom and pop ones, which are very hit and miss, according to this guy who, yeah. you know, thought about doing a mom and pop one himself, but then, you know, somebody came by with who did all the legwork for him, puzzle wise. So we'll, we'll see, you know, I thought they were fun, but like I said, might be expensive, might be, you know, not worth it if, you know, it's a, it's a cheap puzzle or something, but we'll see. I'll let you know when the new one opens up and then I can compare and contrast the two of them. Okay. But anyway, uh, random topic. Sure. We rolled ahead of time. Rolled ahead of time. Would you dodge the draft if you were drafted in the U.S. military right at this moment?
1: I would comply with all requirements, laws, and regulations about joining the military. As would I. That was fast. <laughs> I mean... We are in our 30s. So, yes. like, we're, we're no longer really at the top of the line for the draft.
0: No, but I can tell you for a fact that on my 18th birthday, the only thing I actually did was made sure to drive to the, uh, drive to the local township office... And I registered to vote, and I registered for the draft. Nice. That's what I did on my 18th birthday.
1: Yep. I don't remember if I did or didn't.
0: I assume I did. I think you actually had to if you were a male of 18 in order to register to vote. I do believe you actually had to register for the draft.
1: All right. Then I'm registered for the draft. Um, I mean, if my number comes up, I'll serve. They they probably won't want me to. (laughs) Um... I don't know which which service would you go into.
0: uh, uh probably the Air Force. Yeah. hmm Do you think they'd take you? I don't know, because the Air Force has most of the uh, cybersecurity and computer stuff attached to them. Fair point.
1: You know, yes, the, can the I, army. Can I can I submit my like hundreds of hours in in flight sim video games as a... <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Is that? Yes, a I don't think Microsoft Flight Simulator counts. I, well, you know, with with the majority of the Air Force, well, not the majority, but with the movement in the Air Force over to, like, drone piloting, why not, right? Maybe. That's pretty close, I think. I also think I have some friends in the military who are going to be very, like, upset at what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, I wonder if Jake's going to listen to this and go, oh my god. Like, these guys don't, just stop. Stop. These guys. These guys. Jake, you want to come on next time? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Get off my
0: military! What? I was trying to do the old man thing. there. Okay. I don't know, that was... I'm sorry. Thank you. I haven't had a lot of food and I've had a lot
1: of caffeine. Your your apology is accepted. <laughs> I think. Maybe. I accept Maybe it. Dave is it accepting apologies for everybody right now. I accept the apology on, on my own behalf. Uh, I can't speak for everyone else, though. Did you see, by the way, the uh, the message that Aaron sent about playing the lottery? Uh, maybe. You guys post a
0: lot of messages back and forth that I stopped paying attention to.
1: Oh, because Aaron commented about our, our lottery discussion from last week. Ah, okay. When you said, like, no intelligent person would play the lottery, and I'm like, well, actually, X, Y, Z. Um, Aaron, my takeaway from it is Aaron basically said I was right.
0: Oh, good. We actually know things.
1: Yay!
0: Yay! All right, that's everything, yeah? <laughs> on that surprising note, <laughs> that's a wrap. All right. Woo! This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at podcast, or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net Thank you for listening.